0: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. First question here from Ed Schaefer. Uh, with Chuma Idoga holding up in week one, is there a better chance they play the long game and slow the return of Tyler Smith to give him the greatest chance of being hundred percent healthy? We mentioned earlier, this thing has seemed to linger for Tyler Smith. Is it maybe that it's not lingering? They just feel like there's no need to rush back or, or do you think no, as soon as Tyler Smith is healthy, they, they want him in there.
0: I think as soon as Tyler Smith's healthy, they want him back in there. Um, You know, this uh, last week, uh, uh, Adoga was not a liability. He could be a liability in this game yeah. with 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 how active, you know, Quentin Jefferson and Quentin Williams are. He could be a liability, and I, I think as soon as he's healthy to go, it the one thing of his good play last week, and if they could get through another week, that does give uh, that does give Tyler Smith the best opportunity to be completely healthy. Um, and ready to go against Arizona. hell, they might even rest in one more week if you really think about things, you know if they feel like the Adoga got through it okay, you know what's what's one more week uh to make sure to completely get you ready for what's New England and San Francisco so yeah, i would I would kind of think that might be a plan too.
1: yeah, i, I do think that they if if Tyler Smith is ready to play especially for this game, they want him in there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it was, they were, Idoga did a, a fine enough job. I think they, but I don't think they look at it and say, well, Idoga was just so good that we can expect right. he'll do it again against the jets. Uh, right. Tyler Smith does make a difference for this team. And like we mentioned earlier, uh, Idoga's is a guy who he started 14 games in his career. Uh, even being a third round pick, who's been in the league, this is year five for him now, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and he's a, a guy who this is last week was the only, only the second time he's ever played guard. In the NFL. Um so it'd it, it been tackle his entire career. So I, I think you'd prefer to have Tyler Smith out there. Um, but you know, they they were all seemingly pleased with how well Adoga held up in the first game. We'll see if he's able to do it again. Uh next question here from Joe. He says, I was surprised they addressed four running backs. Do you think this will continue, or was it because they had three injured players that didn't play?
0: Yeah, man. Joe, you're on to something here. I I I'm uh as much as people hate me saying this, and I've done it on a lot of different platforms, tell me all the things that Deuce Fond does for you in a game. When you start to think about how many plays does he bring you? Does he bring you special teams plays? What are the offensive plays that he brings? There's going to be a point in time, and, and Deuce Vaughn could very well be, you're only allowed to dress, what, 48 guys? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, I think there's a possibility that when we mention the healthy scratch guys, Deuce Vaughn could be a healthy scratch guy.
1: Instead of because, Lipke?
0: Well, you know, it seems like to me with Lipke, they have – they that Lipke has more plays. You know, I mean, they, they put Deuce Vaughn in that game last week because it was a blowout. You know, if, if, if that was a tight game, how much does Deuce Vaughn really play?
1: Yeah, I mean you especially know, if they're if they're gonna throw turpin in the backfield at that's times. That's what I'm
0: saying. They they had they they had intent of playing Turpin in that game. You don't you don't sit there and just you know, like, oh well, let's put Turpin in the backfield and hand him the ball. There was intent to get him four to six snaps, you know, and him lining up in the backfield. I again I'm not trying to to diminish what Deuce Vaughn can bring. I'm just telling you though, he he's on that list of would you rather dress another uh, another corner or another safety or another linebacker, you know, over over what he brings? I, I mean, you know, you know, Bell and Wanye Thomas and those guys were super productive in that game the other day, you know, to the point where it made me okay if you had to pick one of those over what Deuce Vaughn was doing. I'm dressing one of those defensive players, so I, I think he, I think Dean. I think Deuce could be very scheme specific and they have to clearly have a plan, but if they're keep handing the ball, you know, to, to Turpin, then really what are do you doing with Deuce Vaughn? Yeah. Uh,
1: next question here from Steve uh, with the clear intent from opponents to establish the run on us. Does our D line movement make us vulnerable? What do you think the strategy will be? Any tricks up DQ sleeve? This is something where, um, you know, it, it had, given them problems in the past they they do love to do the the twists and stunts they they've done yeah. those a lot with Dan Quinn um and you remember there was a point last year where uh I think Quinn even talked about it that like they had to to figure out a way to respond to because some of those were getting them gashed in the running game a little bit yeah. um yeah. and so uh, is that anything that's a, a still a concern is Steve's question uh I I didn't I, I don't remember seeing as much of it. I mean, there, were, there was definitely some times they were doing it. There was the Odigizua sack where where Micah ate up two blockers. But sure. um, I don't remember seeing as much of it relative to last year in week one.
0: Yeah, it's something that you have to be very mindful of. And, and people out there also need to catch maybe a little bit of an understanding. Just because you have Mozzie Smith and Hankins on the field at the same time, it doesn't. It doesn't guarantee you you're stopping the running game. Yeah, you know, teams teams will look at your. They'll look at your strength. Or remember when you play, when you play a team like back in the day, like Haloti Nada with the Ravens or uh, Tony Saragusa when he played for the Ravens inside, you didn't run the ball inside. You just didn't do it. You can't – you can block those guys. Uh, Vita Vea at Tampa, there's guys that you just can't block. And what do you do? You work around that. You run the ball to the edge. It's crack toss. It's sweep. It's outside zone. It's, you know – Just because you have two big body guys inside, maybe in 1978 when people were running the ball inside and just handing it straight ahead to Bill Brown or Dave Osborne or Jim Otis from the old St. Louis Cardinals when you just run it straight ahead, teams don't run the ball like that anymore. They just don't. So, But having, having Mozzie and having Hankins, does it help your linebackers? Sure, it does. Sure it does. But you get sometimes you get these guys, especially if the ball's going on the edge, you get these linemen now that will just they'll they'll combo block, but it won't be like it won't be hip to hip and try and push a guy to the linebacker. It'll be it'll be hit and then go. It, it's not, you know, they want to get that they want to get that blocker to the second level as fast as they can.
1: Was that Schoon? I think Schoonmaker did that in the uh, on the Pollard run where he comboed and and went.
0: Yeah, and that's where that's where Zach Martin and and Steele are real good. They 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 like Steele knows that Martin if if he just gives Martin a bump, Martin's gonna get his guy one on one, and then he can go up and get a linebacker. So. Yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, like I say Mozzie and having just two massive dudes in the middle only guarantees you that the middle will probably be secure, you know. Yeah, and hopefully the middle will keep Damone Clark and Leighton Vanderessh free to run to the ball. That's where that works. But if you get you get down linemen that get turned, or you get inside guys that get turned or knocked up the field. There's the opportunity. That's what the, you know, the I, I'll tell you what I worry about in this game is the Jets quarterback, you know, Zach Wilson running the ball a little bit. Now, they don't have a lot of options behind him. If something were to happen in this game, well, the Jets are dead. Tom Tupa? Know? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Richard Todd, <laughs> you know, Ken, Ken O'Brien, yeah. Joe Namath, you know, who do you just name them all? But I think to me, this. This, the way the running games play, the, the Jets are going to test you. They just know they just know they can't win a game if it turns into a drop-back game. They just know that.
1: That does it for us here today on the Love of the Star podcast. The Cowboys and the Jets will kick off uh, 325 at AT&T Stadium for the home opener tomorrow, likely without Tyler Smith, uh, likely without Donovan Wilson. We'll see on Brandon Cooks. Uh, it looks like Zach Martin will be in there. Uh, but Brian and I will have all of the reaction for you early next week. Until next time for Brian Bradas, I'm Bobby Bell. We will talk to you guys later.